standard issue for all women. Hello, Smashers. I hope you and yours are keeping safe, well, and your social distance in these strange and anxious times. Mickey here. Welcome to this week's Sunday Chops, where we're going to distract you from the coronavirus for a bit by talking about revenge porn and non-consensual porn. I know, cheery as fuck, but an important topic, which is why I caught up with the tireless and encouragingly optimistic Kate Isaacs, founder of the hashtag NotYourPorn campaign, whose mission is to hold porn companies to account. Revenge porn should not be a porn category and consent should come before profit. It's, well, it's hard to argue with, isn't it? Although, as you're about to hear, Pornhub, very much the Johnny Big Balls of commercialised porn, isn't making it easy for victims of non-consensual porn to get justice. Or indeed, videos taken down. The burden of removal is on the targets of non-consensual porn. And because of the way it spreads on sites like Pornhub, the takedown process is often exhausting, re-traumatising and never-ending. Kate is looking to change that and you can help her by visiting notyourporn.com and following and sharing the campaign on social media where you'll find it on Twitter with the handle at notyourporn. Over to Kate. I am with Kate Isaacs, founder of the hashtag NotYourPorn campaign. Kate, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm all right, kind of bracing myself for this chat which is going to be pretty hard I think. It, yeah it isn't the most fun topic to talk about but it is important and hopefully there'll be a little glimmer of hope at the end. I thought I'd start by asking you about how you felt about the title revenge porn how you feel about that. I mean I didn't really know that much about revenge porn porn in general to be honest with you it never really did anything for me I think I tried it a couple of times mm-hmm. and just couldn't get into it. It's not usually for women. <laughs> exactly there are some really great female centric porn companies out there independent porn companies but hadn't really heard of them but they're all coming out now which is great at least there's something something in the market the term revenge porn i hadn't really given much thought to um until i i started the campaign and obviously when you start looking into it it just doesn't really make sense as a term for many Mm -hmm. reasons i was actually talking to someone when i first started the campaign who was a part of getting that law through parliament in 2015 yeah um, and she said it was like a third of what they wanted to get through but they just couldn't get more like stringent aspects around it to go through so they had to basically strip it back so at the moment revenge porn obviously indicates that there is another party who is seeking revenge on another one it also indicates that it's like a form of pornography whereas it shouldn't be it's kind of like the whole sex rape conversation you can't have non-consensual sex it's rape yes do you know what i mean yes. like if you think about it in that like that child porn as well exactly. that's not a thing no it's no, not exactly it's child abuse. exactly and the revenge element actually it's not just a name it plays into the law so you have to be able to prove malicious content to be actually be able to prosecute someone and as i'm sure we'll touch on the amount of cases i've been working on which actually don't have any sort of revenge elements to it means that it's really difficult to get prosecution So let's start there. I'll do the legal definition, which is the sharing of private sexual materials, either photos or videos of another person without their consent and with the purpose of causing embarrassment or distress. And it can carry up to a two year sentence. It's a good start. And I think they actually did need to get something through Parliament at the time to sort of discourage people from doing it in the first place, because it wasn't even like morally frowned upon. I think with teenagers and like young people, it wasn't something that we kind of encouraged it. And I was thinking about this the other day. You think about the celebrity sex tapes that we were all like looking up online. Mm-hmm. And it's part of our culture in, in the fact that we've kind of just accepted that this is the way of the world and celebrity sex tapes are there for our consumption, regardless of whether that person's consented to being in it or not. As if we own them. Exactly. And, and 
that I can, again, I don't condone celebrity sex tapes if they've been leaked and they're not actually sex tapes, but I think that it then extends to the victim blaming angle of, well, if you didn't want to be on a porn website, you shouldn't have recorded it in the first place, which is obviously incredibly detrimental to victims' mental health when they're going through this as well, which is just, again, it's it's the equivalent of saying you shouldn't have worn a short skirt if you didn't want to get raped in the 1960s. Don't wear your watch if you don't want to get mugged. Exactly. Which, you know, exactly. makes no sense at all. Yeah, exactly. So tell us about hashtag not your porn and why you set it up. Like I said, I literally, I've never been an activist before. This is kind of my first taste of it. And a friend of mine was messaged on Twitter telling her that she was on Pornhub, which was a quite a big surprise because one, she couldn't really think of any sort of recent tapes or nudes she had taken. And obviously the fact it's on Pornhub, it's like a proper company. Pornhub yeah. is like a commercialized company. They have an office in the UK. Well, the, the parent company does, which I'll touch on later, I'm sure. She just completely went into a meltdown. And it turns out that her iCloud account had been hacked. And videos of her from when she was about 16 were stolen of her and an ex-partner and uploaded onto Pornhub with her full name attached to it. Wow. I mean, the first thought that came to my mind is like, we could sue Pornhub. They can't use images of you without your consent on a website. Like, this is completely insane. Like, how are we allowing this to happen? And just thought it must have been a fluke. Like, it must have been something that sneaked through the cracks. Like, maybe someone's fraudulently posed as her identity to try and get it up there. Did some digging and found out that actually it was a lot more widespread than just my friend. Meanwhile, she fell into a, a massive state of depression, obviously. I mean, what a violation to have that stolen from you. One, that that was a private video that was never meant to go out there, but then to be like packaged up and sold as a porn star on the world's biggest porn website where it's like racking up millions of views and everyone has access to that. Like that's incredibly violating. And she had been a victim of sexual assault in her early teens. And I remember she said to me, she's like, this feels worse. And obviously we can't really distinguish between what sexual assault is worse and which was better. But actually I thought that was really poignant because I think she just felt like it was such a violation on such a mass scale for a number of reasons. One, she didn't consent to that tape being out there. Two, everyone could see that tape. Anyone could see that tape. And it had been viewed millions and millions of times. And a massive porn company was profiting from it and was promoting it as come and see this person's sex tape. So it was just sort of a violation on, on so many levels. And she just fell in this deep state of depression and suicidal thoughts. She was on suicide watch for a bit. She just kind of, her life just sort of crumbled around her and she didn't really know if she would ever get her reputation back as a woman who's quite established in her career anymore. Is she always going to be known as a porn star? So while she was sort of going through that ordeal, I was just angry. And like really, anger is good. Anger is good. It's I powerful. Think it is. It's exhausting, but oh, it's, it's powerful. Tiring. It's so tiring. But yeah, no. So while she was going through that, I was digging through the law. I thought there's no way Pornhub can get away with this. This is madness. After doing some digging, found that actually Pornhub were completely legally within their rights to be distributing it and profiting from it because the current revenge porn laws doesn't extend to commercialized companies, only individuals. Wow. Yeah. That's that's quite kind of a big loophole that they've got there, right? A huge loophole. Yeah. Absolutely massive. So decided that I wanted to change the law. I just thought, well, this is insane. Like, how is, why isn't anyone talking about this? Like, how have we allowed this massive company to, like, profit from people without their consent? This makes no sense. There's absolutely no regulation, though. There's no regu regulation, which is exactly what the porn, Not Your Porn is seeking out to do. We need an external regulatory body because, again, as I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about... 
no one is regulating them. They're kind of self-regulating and they are not doing even like a tiny percent of what they should be doing. Because why would they? Exactly. They make a lot of money from this content. Leaked sex tapes and underage girls, unfortunately, they bring in a lot of views and they kind of are hidden between like fantasies and kinks. But actually they're like, there's so much non-consensual content on sites like Pornhub. It's actually really difficult to distinguish what who has actually consented to being on there and who hasn't it's scary it really is scary and i think that sort of realization that i feel like a lot of us these days have taken nudes like i don't think it's a foreign thing it's still this stigma that it makes you a bad person or someone with loose morals when actually in the comfort of a relationship or if you're just comfortable with your body and want to do that it's absolutely your right well it's what the- it isn't someone's right to do is to take that and put it on a website and make money from it yeah. without your consent. Exactly. It's it's a weird one. I think a lot of people from like older generations maybe, and not just my, I mean, even in my generation, I suppose, I'm in my late 20s, sort of find it a little bit of a like blame victim kind of element to it because it's so foreign to them. If you think about the teenagers who have now just hit like 16, 17, 18, 19, they've had mobile phones, like smartphones in their hands since they were born. They have literally been glued to it. Every element of their life has been wrapped around a smartphone. If they're learning to write their name, they probably use an app when we use pen and paper. They wanted to learn how to access videos to watch watch TV programs. We put a video in the VHR um, and they go on YouTube and they knew how to operate it. And of course... Therefore, an extension of exploring their sexuality is going to then be on smartphones as well. You know, when we're going through that time of like discovery, even like 12, 13, 14, the kind of like, you show me yours, I'll show you mine element. Like you're curious, your sexuality, you're trying to work it out and it's interesting. And this is how you communicate with your friends. So this is the way that I'm going to explore and, and do it. And it's just, it's completely, it's so harmful to then blame that teenager for doing it in the first place because one they can't give consent we know that teenagers and young people can't give consent to any sort of sexual activity because they don't have the capacity to do so which is why sex with an underage person with a minor is rape automatically and two they weren't doing it to be put on Pornhub or spread around they don't understand the consequences of it and they shouldn't have to even worry about the consequences of it I have nothing to add there apart from you are absolutely bang on it's yeah I guess it's we live in a culture that is very much a victim blaming culture which is a huge shift that needs to happen absolutely yeah it's really really difficult if you just sort of I guess we're kind of going into the context of it but yeah so revenge porn obviously it was great that the law was passed and it was great that something was put in place to sort of tell people that this is not okay and that you could get in trouble with the law for doing it but and acknowledging that it's a thing that has a victim yeah even that is a start exactly. so someone can go okay this isn't right yeah it feels like it's not right and actually there's something to back me up here right yeah exactly and i think that is really important but there's just so many massive massive gaping loopholes in this law that actually it's not fit for purpose at all which is why the campaign is fighting for regulation of the commercialised porn industry. That's our focus because no one's really focusing on that. No one's acknowledging, you know, we look at social media, we're looking at peer-to-peer sharing, but like there's this massive multi-billion dollar corporation who's profiting from it and spreading this content quicker than any source could ever, even any social media could ever. And no one's paying attention to them. It's almost like the government just sort of refused to acknowledge the fact that it's a legitimate commercialised industry. And therefore you know, they're not going to touch on it and they're not going to do anything about it because to acknowledge it would be, I don't know, unconstitutionally un-British or something. (laughs) 
So I first became aware of your work when the BBC ran the story of Rose Columba, who is a young woman who was raped age 14 in 2009, and her attack wound up on various porn sites, including Pornhub. And she faced a horrible, endless battle to get it taken down. It's horrific. But as you've touched on with your friend as well, Rose isn't on her own at all. Not even a little bit. And just to add, I've probably been in contact with about 50 women and children over the last nine months who this has happened to. And that's just the people who have found the campaign uh, or even found the videos in the first place. So no, Rose and my friend are far from alone, unfortunately. Rose is incredibly brave. I mean, to go out there and be on the record, like what an incredible, incredible woman who just wants to make a change. And that must have been so terrifying for her. So I just wanted to put that in there, that Rose is incredible. We love Rose. Um, She's an astonishing young woman and so bold. And I love that within that story, it says about how she's taking self-care measures. She knows that that's really important. But what is her, even like adds to the horror, is that within 24 hours of her going public with that story and her full name, her name was a search term on Pornhub. Yeah, I think it shows the general sort of attitude and the audiences who who are after this kind of content are en masse. Like, enough to make it a search term. I think a lot of them maybe have just, maybe it's sheer curiosity, it's morbid, but maybe it was curiosity. But I just think it just shows what the demand is for this kind of content. And when you think about it like that, and you think, why would Pornhub have better processes put in place if they're going to make this much money from these types of videos? And I think, unfortunately, Rose's name becoming a search term is a really great example of that. So Pornhub is the big one. It's owned by a company called MindGeek, who also own YouPorn and RedTube. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. What is it doing or saying it is doing to prevent this? So MindGeek's a really interesting company. So aside from the fact that obviously I'm probably not their biggest fan, they are a really interesting company. They're a massive... No way, Kate, why? <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could tell you a, a, a thousand reasons why, but um, they are a massive, massive tech company with offices based in Montreal. Um, they're based worldwide. They have like little offices here and there. They're registered in Luxembourg, obviously for tax reasons, mm-hmm. one could presume, but their big office is in Montreal in Canada. They came into play, called. they were a company called Mansef back in the early 2000s. And a guy called Fabian, it was born out of the fact that it was almost like a Reddit thread of people sharing their porn website passwords. It was a time where you had to pay for your porn and there was no access to free porn. Okay. So, so like, why should anyone go without? Just share the love, right? I mean, yeah. So that was kind of it. So it was just, it, again, really interesting. But they were just sharing usernames and passwords on this thread and people could just log into whatever porn they wanted. And he just thought, well, why don't we just steal all of this and put it on a website and make some money from it? And that's how Pornhub was born. Obviously, after that, other porn companies started, tube companies started popping up over and over and over again, and uh, they just started buying them out. So it's estimated now that they own about 80% of the commercialized porn industry globally. Wow. Well, they're not going to want to let go of that. No. And it's a huge... I mean, what what kind of other industry would we allow an 80% global monopoly over? Like, it's just... They are the commercialized porn industry at this point. I mean, it's, it's insane. And... So they own all of these different tube websites and kind of was why I was under the impression that as like a registered company, they would have to be compliant with some kind of UK law, but it's just not the case. They approached me back in the summer. I'd been shouting on Twitter about it for a couple of months at this point, And I got a very interesting email from clearly like a communications PR person who wanted to talk to me on the phone. So we set up a conference call 
they kind of started the conversation off with being like really friendly, like too sickly sweet almost, like really, really sickly sweet. Then started accusing me of lying and saying, well, you said this and we couldn't have child pornography on our website, otherwise it would be shut down. And I'm like, well, you did because my friend's on there. And also like three other cases have come forward of 14 and 15 year olds on your website and silence ensues. And there's this one part, and I've spoken about this before, but I think it's the part that sticks with me the most from that call. And one of the communications people that was on the call, her name, um, I won't say, but she said to me at one point that, so Pornhub own paid for tube sites as well. So they have like paid for content, they have their own production companies. And she said, our paid for content gets stolen and put on Pornhub too. So in a way, we're victims too. Oh my God. And then she laughed. And then there was just like this complete awkward silence on the phone. And I was like, I don't think that's the same thing. And she kind of started to backtrack. And actually, I think that was a really important point on the call because it really shone light on the fact that they see this as a copyright issue. They do not see it like a human rights issue. No, no, no human rights. I am still battling with the fact that I don't know if these people are fundamentally like morally bankrupt or if they've actually been brainwashed into thinking that this is like liberal feminism sex positivity sharing the love sharing the kinks etc well it absolutely can be if it's consensual exactly and i think that's what they hide behind and i think that one of the biggest obstacles that we're dealing with in the campaign at the moment is that a lot of people think i'm religious and right-wing and conservative and not sex positive I worked as a phone sex worker through university to pay my rent. I have absolutely no issues with the sex industry. I think I have issues with companies that are profiting from non-consensual content. And I think (laughs) it's just, it's absolutely incredibly insane to ensue that the reason I don't like Pornhub is because I have some sort of like religious... But that's easy. It's a it's yeah, sort of a, it's a, a straw man argument, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, she probably doesn't even like sex. Mm. Yeah, but she's a nun. Yeah. Uh, if my mother's listening, then I am. <laughs> Kate greeted me at the door in a wimple. Um, <laughs> not, not in a sexy way. Oh, wait a minute. I've gone off track. I've gone off track. I've gone off track. What's interesting that comes up on Pornhub, despite their protestations that they are not allowing this to happen, is the categories. Mm that are on there so you can search for categories such as and this was the one that rose was under drunk teen abuse sleeping Mm -hmm. secret recordings how is that not a consent issue i'll argue pornhub's argument i'll pretend i'm a a member of the pornhub team because i've heard this argument so many times so i'll tell you what they think it is and what they say okay so Pornhub say that this is all fantasy, that everyone who is on under these categories, it's it's a kink. It's a fantasy. They're all consenting adults. They're not drunk. They're all sober. And it's for a fetish. It's all like fake. It's not real. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know that that's not the case because of the amount of women that come forward, but that's how they dress it up. So they say that sort of by, by saying that, you know, underage teens, abuse, drunk, shouldn't be a category they're saying well actually you're stifling a kink because that's someone's kink and it's not real and sexual fantasy should be like completely creative freedom etc so therefore you are trying to get rid of a kink that should exist because it's just fantasy and it's just role play again if that's a kink i, I mean i'm again i don't know whether, how i feel about underage sex yeah, I'm, I'm, being a fantasy i think it's sick quite frankly and that's I think, horrible i don't think we should be encouraging it i don't think we should be encouraging it i think and and it not only, even if, 
in a magical world that Pornhub had gotten consent and we knew that every single person in that video and that category was a consenting adult who was sober, who was a porn star by trade, who was like of age, should we still be promoting that category? Because it kind of indicates that that's okay mm-hmm. in real life. And I think that's, that's a separate massive issue that definitely needs to be looked at. Agreed. But first, I want to get the actual non-consensual stuff off there of the actual drunk teenager who was being abused. Because at that point like Rose mentioned in her story, you're essentially having to relive that abuse over and over and over again and you can't escape it and someone's profiting from it. It's so traumatic. And it's interesting that obviously they are now aware of cases. Even if it's true and they had no idea, they can't use that argument anymore because these cases have been brought forward. And what is fascinating and again horrific, which is a word I'm using a lot in this conversation because it is, is how long it takes them to take it down and how hard it is to make sure it doesn't just pop up again. So again, Pornhub have a number of things that they say. They say that like as soon as they're made aware of the content, they get it taken down and they say that we have state-of-the-art digital fingerprinting technology which prevents it from being re-uploaded. There's no pre-checks. So they're basically just firefighting at this point because as soon as someone reports it, they go look into it and they get it taken down. One of the world's biggest websites globally like the amount of content that gets uploaded to Pornhub on a daily basis so in terms of response time it can range between anywhere between 48 hours and like three months in the point of being like re-uploaded over and over again so they claim that once a video they say we've got fingerprinting technology this is their response in the press they don't have any fingerprinting technology if you go onto Pornhub you can see that they've got a link to an external third-party company called Vobel and Vobel works by having a video uploaded to it And then Pornhub has that in their database. So if it gets uploaded again, it gets flagged on the system through an AI system, they can get it taken down. The issue with Vobel and the reason why it is completely redundant is that one, the victim has to find out about it. Pornhub doesn't go out of their way to do it. The victim has to do it themselves. Two, they have to find out in the first place. And it's in very small writing on the website when you report content. Three, you have to actually know how to do it. I am pretty computer literate and I would have struggled around that website. Four, it's not owned by MindGeek or Pornhub or anything. So actually they have no control over what content gets uploaded. Five, a lot of the time victims don't have access to that video and Pornhub won't give it to them because they say that there's a bunch of copyright laws uh, around it, which is completely untrue. We looked into it. They said on the call that there was like a bunch of UK legislation which prevented them from uploading it themselves and digitally fingerprinting the content that's been reported themselves. It's all bull. A lot of the time, victims don't have access to their original videos. They don't even know what it is. And they're also really traumatized that their aim is to get that off the website as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. Pornhub has a download button next to every video. So as soon as it's been uploaded, it can be downloaded hundreds and hundreds, millions of thousands of times. And then it can just be re-uploaded again if nothing's been done about it. They don't even flag names. So like I mentioned, my friend was uploaded with her full name attached. It's quite an unusual name. They didn't even put a flag on that, that she was underaged and it was non-consensual because her name just kept going up and up and up and up and up and again and again and again until it got re-uploaded and she was on their homepage being promoted in the UK top five. Jesus Christ. So it's just like, it's just one of those things where you're like, you're a tech company. I could build a bloody algorithm that would flag a name. For God's sakes, like, come on. It's just, it's excuse after excuse. And I don't think that they want to. How are they getting away with it? I don't know. I think, I mean, I have it. They're a very, very big, powerful company. 
they are. That was and a very naive question. I mean, it isn't though, because you it's one of those things where you just assume that you'd think like a company like that would have some sort of government regulation. I never knew that you could be uploaded to Pornhub without your consent and that that, that would be okay. And a lot of people have had, I think, in response to the campaign, have gotten quite like critical and think, well, I use Pornhub and I'm not watching children. And my message to you is actually, you have no idea what you're watching. I understand why people would presume that every piece of content on there is legal because it's a big company. You expect to go there. It's not some weird CD website on the dark web, but unfortunately it is. And, and it seems like no one was really doing anything about it, which is just crazy. Hi. Hannah here, coming to you from my front room, which is my life now. I'm sure loads of you are in the same boat. We're really sorry, but due to coronavirus, our show on Sunday the 29th of March at Birmingham Town Hall as part of Podcast Birmingham is cancelled. The venue will be getting in touch with all ticket holders. We're obviously gutted, but it's the right thing to do and we will be back. Hi, it's me, interrupting your podcast again to tell you what we've got coming up over the next few weeks, which I think are going to be testing for all of us. But we are going to try to help as much as we can by A, remaining on air, and we're completely smashing the challenge of getting our sound right, and we're all over it now. So hopefully you shouldn't even notice a difference. So that's A. B is that we are going to bring you some content that we think might really be helpful at this time. So we're going to be getting tips on how to deal with anxiety, on things that you can do to fill your hours. Next week, Hazel Davis, who already home educates her children, is going to be giving us some tips on how to cope with having the kids around all the time. And there will also be lots of other non-coronavirus related things for a bit of escape. And see, we will also be promoting some small charities which will undoubtedly still need your support in this time. I mean, obviously, it's it's going to be hard for everyone, but it's going to be particularly hard for them. And they're all going to be continuing to do some cracking work. So that's what's coming up. So stick with us. Stay frosty. Wash your hands. What has the response been to the campaign, hashtag not your porn, from women? A bit of a mix. I think mostly positive. I think it's been really important to like stress home the fact that this isn't a left or right wing issue or a religious and a non-religious issue. It's a case of, do you think that people need to be consenting before they go onto a porn website? It's like, a human issue. Right? It's it's one of those things where it actually shouldn't be that divisive. From women, it's generally like quite positive. And you know what? Even porn stars, like we have a lot of porn stars who are back in the campaign. I think a lot of them are pissed off because Pornhub has been stealing their content but also like recognize that you know they've made a conscious decision to go into this line of work whereas other people haven't so generally like relatively positive but there have obviously been some and I hate to say it but some men who are very angry about the fact that I'm trying to take down their loved porn website and just don't want to believe the facts and so they kind of come after me a little bit I've had a few iCloud hacked attempts oh really on your stuff yeah that's nice. Yeah. A few threats. 
classic internet. I know. I've never well, I'm taken. So a... sorry that you've had that. That's horrible. I've never taken a nude I didn't like. So I was thinking. I'm joking. <laughs> so I was like, well, just we'll rolling through the rolodex of yeah. photos in your brain, going, <laughs> "Ah, fuck it, it's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine." No, exactly. But it's one of those things where it's just kind of like I think I almost expected it because it's Pornhub is a loved brand, and if you're coming after it and saying that accusing it of all these things, then people are going to be like, "Oh, you're a radical feminist." We won't listen to her, but generally very positive and I think shock from most people that mm-hmm. this is happening, for sure. Have you had a lot of women coming forward who wanted to talk to you about their experiences as victims? So many. So uh, back in the summer, we did a big piece with the BBC, like a big TV thing with um, BBC London and Victoria Derbyshire. And after that, we my emails was just like full of people, women specifically, who were like, this happened to me. I don't know what to do. I can't get it off the internet. Can you help me? I've had emails from like desperate mothers being like, my daughter sent a Snapchat to a boy and he recorded it and he uploaded it to Pornhub and they won't listen to me. Like they won't respond. And it's still up there, like completely desperate. Older sisters as well. And from other countries as well. I had an instance of someone who got in contact with me from Dubai and she couldn't even go to the local authorities because if they found out she was having sex out of marriage she would have been arrested so like this is happening like obviously this is a global issue and a lot of people who get in contact with me are obviously from the uk because we're on uk media but like this is such a huge huge massive problem which is obviously predominantly affecting women and minors and i think it's a huge feminist issue that we really need to be acknowledging because i don't think we have revenge porn we've acknowledged we haven't really acknowledged the fact that like revenge porn is being commercialized um, we obviously don't care enough that we've actually allowed this like multi-billion dollar corporation to profit from it and we haven't actually done anything about it. And it's a bit of a catch-22, right? Because the people that this has been happening to for years and years and years, like Rose, they've gone through a bit of a trauma, not a bit of a trauma, a trauma by it being uploaded to Pornhub. Why on earth would they want to bring more attention to themselves? Because in Rose's case, we saw you end back up on the search terms, you become relevant again. And when they're trying so hard to like grasp on to just like a bit of their privacy or like a bit of control over their name, why would they come forward and talk about it? And add to that, that when Rose was raped and stabbed and got home and had a stab wound and was very traumatized, members of her family didn't believe her. Mm. So you throw that out to a world that really struggles to believe women or seems to not want to believe women And yeah, why would you put yourself through that? And the onus shouldn't be on the victims to sort this out. No. And the other thing is there'll be a lot of victims out there who don't even know they're victims. Yeah, absolutely. And like that, that is something that I think about all the time. I think about all these women who've come forward in all these different cases, some who have been secretly recorded without their knowledge, some who recorded videos with an ex-partner to spice things up. Like, people who consented and not consented to different things. And, like, this is the tip of the iceberg. Someone's found you on Pornhub and might have told you about it. How many videos are out there that people don't know about? Yeah. It could happen to any of us. And I think that is the point that we've got to keep hammering home. And, like, when will you care? Like, when it happens to you, like, will you then start giving a shit? Because it could tomorrow. This isn't just about people who are recording videos or taking news. People who are being secretly recorded having sex with partners, not knowing, and then they're up being uploaded to Pornhub. Now that's that's really what's happening. We cannot at this point now just sit back knowing all we know and all this evidence and all these cases coming forward and just pretend like it's it's never happened. Like we can't go backwards now. 
Like, we can only go forwards. You cannot know that, like, a 15-year-old girl who was kidnapped in Florida, who was sex trafficked, became a verified Pornhub user at 15, was continuously raped, and was found because all of all these videos were on Pornhub. You can't ignore that. That happened back in October. You can't ignore Rosa's story. She was 14 and she was raped. You cannot ignore all these women who are coming forward and saying, this is happening to me. And the problem is Pornhub's response to all of them is bullshit. Every journalist I've worked with on this campaign has been harassed by Pornhub when they've asked for a right of reply. A lot of harassment going on. They've got a high team of lawyers. I'm waiting for my lawsuit and I've had it threatened a good few times. They've made a lot of complaints across it, like a lot of British media. And the only reason they've kind of been threatening, you know, you can't say these things. Obviously, all this proof had to be given to these reputable UK broadcasters and newspapers. You can't just make up a story without it going through lawyers. Yeah. And luckily, you know, there's enough evidence to tell people and, and make these claims. But their general, like, outlook on it is everyone is lying. And, and that's so completely detrimental to victims and a lot of them who were working on the campaign because they just wanted to make a difference to make sure this didn't happen to their daughters or their friends have had to just like i'm really sorry kate i'm gonna have to turn off because Pornhub has been harassing me on twitter and accusing me of lying again and i just can't deal with that at the moment so it's not only just like individuals around you sharing their opinion and victim blaming you've got the actual like big company who's coming after you as well and that's terrifying for a lot of people as it should be like it's it is of course so scary so it's just so many different layers to it and Pornhub are just the worst I've got hope on a day when we're chatting when Harvey Weinstein sorry when convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. has just been sentenced to 23 years in prison that that intimidation tactic which he used so frequently and so outrageously is now in the public mind as something that happens as opposed to people making it up which is what those women were accused of so now that we know it happens hopefully Pornhub are going to find it harder to get away with I think so I realized I think it was a bit of a turning point where they asked for an extra week for their right to reply recently on an article and I thought okay like I know they're scared they wouldn't be writing emails to me asking to have like conversations like why do they care what I'm saying like do you know what I mean like they of course they're scared they should be bloody scared they should be terrified. People who work for Pornhub should be scared because they should get their bloody CVs in order. I'm not stopping. I will not stop until something changes. And if that is changing in their model, making sure that there is a regulatory body, that they've got sufficient systems in place. Not on about taking away people's porn, for God's sakes. Like, enjoy your porn. Just pay for it. Like, know where it comes from. We're so obsessed with, like, what we're eating. Like, veganism, which is great. You know, protecting the environment. Knowing where our food comes from. Fast fashion. Like, knowing where that comes from. And making sure everything that we're consuming is, like, responsible. Your porn consumption should also fall into that. Like, yeah. People are like, oh, I don't pay for Pornhub, so I'm not paying to... No, you are, of course you're paying for Pornhub by viewing the ads which are on Pornhub. It doesn't matter if you're watching someone that you know is an actual porn star on Pornhub, you're still giving your money, well, advertising money to Pornhub. That should be something that you are consciously thinking about because if you are okay with knowing that you have just got off to an underage girl or someone that didn't give their consent... And you feel okay with that. I think you really need to like start checking your moral compass. I think a really good example of this is actually a guy friend of mine. This was a good few months ago. He messaged me a story, like a, an Instagram story of someone. He said, you need to help this girl. And it was this girl crying in her car, like clearly so distressed, doesn't know what to do, saying, I was drugged, I was raped, it was recorded, it was put on Pornhub. She is in an app, you could just see it in her face. 
I was terrified. I just thought, what the hell is this girl going to do? Because mm-hmm. you could just, you know, you just see it in someone yeah. someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. So we spent like the entire evening trying to work out who this girl was. She had kind of like a weird nondescript Instagram um, account and finally managed to like track down some friends and she had gone missing. And it was an ordeal. She's absolutely fine now. She's oh, doing really, really well. But that was like an evening of like, that was mental. I called the police and I'm trying to explain the story. And they're like, so you know this girl from Instagram? I'm like, yes, <laughs> but this is the issue. Like, but it's still real. This is happening like in real time and you're just watching it go down and it's just the worst. And I found out the only reason that he knew this girl is because he had watched that video on Pornhub. And so he followed her thinking, oh, like she's hot. Like I'm going to give her a follow. He was like so shaken Right. He I, he was like, I cannot believe I just got off to someone being raped on Pornhub and I just didn't know. He was honestly like visibly shaken from it. And I think that has sort of left an impression in terms of if you are a consumer of porn on Pornhub, you might be being exposed to this kind of content without you even realising. And that's just, again, it's about being responsible consumer. I understand why people would assume that the porn that they get on Pornhub is consensual and of age. I think you hit the nail on the head. There is an onus on consumers to be responsible, to take the time out to make sure that what you're doing or what you're watching is ethical, Mm. is legal. Mm -hmm. And not just assume because it's easy access and anyone could access it, that that means it's okay. Things will change. They will change. I already feel it changing. Justin Trudeau was given an open letter by a bunch of Canadian MPs saying that they demand that investigations are done into MindGeek. Everything is shifting. I honestly believe, and I knew when I set out to do this, 2020 is going to be the year that things bloody change in the porn industry because I, I've i been obsessed with it ever since because it's just one of those things where it could literally happen to anyone. And I think it's one of those things that you can't unsee. We did an investigation with the Sunday Times where the youngest person we found on there was three. Fucking hell. Sorry, I should have... I say things so matter-of-fact oh, nowadays God. I don't even think about it. Sorry. No, no, but I think it's... Maybe put a trigger warning on this no, episode. I think that... I think it's important. I think we need to be triggered. This is something that we need to be triggered about. Yeah. I mean, and that's awful. Like, and then I have... Like, you know, not woe is me at, at all, but then you go through your own... We were talking before we started about, like, your mental health and, like, how this is such a heavy subject. And I think I was so set on uncovering this and proving it to police authorities that this is happening that I forgot that you can't unsee things you've already seen yep yep and the more cases that are coming forward it just spurs you on even more because you're like I how can you know all of that now and not do something about it like you can't so it's the year everything's going to change Pornhub are shaking in their boots I know they are and we're really excited actually we're getting involved in the new online harms bill oh i was going to ask you about that mm. so that's been in the pipeline for a while now and it, it's so broad yeah huge so what are you hoping will happen so for what you're interested in so i've got our first consultation meeting at the end of the month that i've been invited to which is really great i'm really grateful for that and we're just well it's well earned congratulations Thanks. you deserve it you've putting your back and your heart and your soul into this it's exhausting but like the fact that and it's been such a it's been i keep joking it's like the worst time to start any kind of like campaign ever we had brexit so you could honestly there were so many times where an urgent question was going to be posed to parliament after the sunday times article came out urgent question was going to go in because all of this child quote-unquote pornography was found urgent question to parliament great and that was the day that boris johnson called the general election And it's just been like that over and over and over again. Coronavirus is the new one. Like you cannot get anything past the speaker. Um, My local MP, Dr. Rosina Allen-Khan, 
she's been incredible. She is running for deputy yeah, Labour. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. She's one of my favourite people to talk to. The amount of times she's tried to get that into Parliament on the speaking agenda is mental. Like, it just is so impossible at the moment. So uh, times are changing. And I think following Canada's lead, and it's so great that the Canadian MPs are really stepping forward and saying to Justin Trudeau that like this is a massive company we need to be investigating, mm-hmm. is a start. But I also know now with the online harms bill, there's lots of conversations around social media. There hasn't been any on porn companies yet. So that's what I'm hoping to sort of make sure that that's in there somewhere and we At start to on the table. It. It, well, not, it needs to be passed. Like it's, it's getting to a point now where like Heinz and Unilever had, have advertised on Pornhub before. And it's like, you can't, you need to start taking this industry seriously. I mean, for a number of reasons, right? Like sex work is real work is a line that we've been hearing over and over again. And it, if you want, if you, if your feminism says that you are sex positive and sex workers deserve, deserve the right of regular workers, then also you need to consider the fact that the sex porn industry also needs to be treated like an actual industry and regulated and that there is an external body which is regulating them and holding them accountable if they don't have the right things in place to ensure that they're not breaking the law. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like it needs external regulation. Pornhub, of course, are not going to regulate themselves. And they are the porn industry. Like 80%. Like they are the porn industry. Why are we asking them to regulate themselves? Oh, so Kate, if a woman thinks or knows she is a victim of, I'm going to call it revenge porn, Mm -hmm. what should she do? Okay, so first of all, I would say just grab all of the evidence you can. Obviously, that is not something that you want to do in that moment, like create more images or videos, but do it. Mm -hmm. Screenshots, if it's on Pornhub or been uploaded to the internet, make sure you're capturing all those usernames, time of upload, everything. Just literally put everything in a private folder on your computer and just like gather that evidence up as much as you can before you report anything. Because a lot of the time we're seeing cases of women who have found these videos, have reported them, haven't gathered the evidence and they've been re-uploaded elsewhere and they can't like digitally fingerprint things and they can't prove that this has happened because the internet's huge and Pornhub's huge. So make sure you gather all of the evidence you possibly can, which they shouldn't have to, right? Like it's, again... It shouldn't be on the victim, the owner. But this is the best way to, to get a result out of it. Collect your evidence. Then I would say report to the police. That's your next port of call. Make sure that they are, like it's still illegal. Tell them. And... Don't be afraid to come forward and tell the police. We're working with a local police force and we're hoping to get a programme rolled out into the College of Police and how to deal with revenge porn victims because there's a massive gap of knowledge there within the force. But like, mm. as long as you have the evidence, it will help their case so much more because they're obviously constrained by a lot, like lack of knowledge. The law isn't very easy to navigate, like collect all of that evidence. And if you're the friend of someone going through it, then even better if you do it because they won't have to deal with it. Report it to the police, present all of the evidence, and then call the Revenge Porn Helpline. It's a really great uh, free service run by these two incredible women who take time out of their lives to find this content and try and get it removed from the internet. And the Revenge Porn Helpline is 0345 59. They're, they're great and there's no judgment. And if you want to get in contact with the campaign, please do. Like, just come forward, even if it's just that you just need someone to hear you and, like, understand that this isn't your fault. And just keep reminding yourself that this is not your fault. You have every right to not be set shared, your body to be shared around in public. Like, just because you've recorded this video doesn't mean that it's your fault. 
in any shape or form and just like know that that guilt is just completely misplaced and comes from a really shitty patriarchal society and (laughs) it's okay like come forward tell your stories protect yourselves make sure you're protected like tell your friends and family i know it's scary and it can be embarrassing of course it is but like please just tell someone don't feel like you that life is just done like because it's not there's so much to live for and and if you want to help us fight because that turns into anger i was gonna ask what what can people do to help please get in contact yeah talk about it on the internet share stories share the newspaper articles share the investigations put pressure on your local mp Tell them this is happening. Like, tell them that you are condemning the fact that this massive company who has an office in London are able to continue operating like this. Start having conversations with your friends who you know use Pornhub. Like, have these conversations. Talk about it. Don't go in there, obviously, telling them that they're watching child porn because they're probably not going to go for that. But, like, <laughs> explain that there, there's no systems in place. Like, put pressure on people to stop using these sites and have open and honest conversations about porn. Because I think it's definitely something that we just don't talk about, right? Like, it's such a private thing for people that they do a lot of the time by themselves. And there's such, like, a stigma behind watching porn. Yeah. It's, like, it's not sexy, right, to watch porn. Like, a lot of people have that kind of thing of... And I think especially for guys, because guys... I feel like females masturbating has been something that's been sexualized, mostly for men. Oh, yeah. Well, anything women do has been sexualized mostly for men. True. But, like, with men, it's still, like, that CD image of, like, someone, like, using their dirty sock and watching Pornhub. You kind of have to get rid of that stigma of masturbation and, in general, and watching porn and, like, start having those conversations in schools, start talking about your own sexuality. Telling kids about the dangers of recording these videos is all fine and well. I mean, they shouldn't be doing it because it's illegal. Have conversations. Start talking about porn. Put pressure on a local MP. Get in contact with us if you want to help. We always need volunteers. It's literally like a two-man band. Me and this incredible campaigner called Eleanor. It's us. We don't have a lot of help. We have full-time jobs around it. Like, we need as much sort of press and help as humanly possible to get the message out. And again, as soon as it gets far enough and we start to, like, really have these in-depth conversations then hopefully we can then start putting more pressure on governments across the world to make sure that they are regulating the commercialised porn industry. And where can people find you and find out more about what you're up to? So we are on Twitter, at NotYourPorn. My personal one as well, which we have conversations on, is at Kate underscore Isaacs, I-S-A-A-C-S. Um, we're on www.notyourporn.com. You can email me at Kate at NotYourPorn.com, all very easy. And just get in contact, tweet at us, follow us, follow the campaign, like just push that message forward as much as you can because it's one of those campaigns that really relies on like public knowledge and interest because it's like a whole thing that if you want to get something through parliament, you have to demonstrate there's enough public interest. Mm-hmm. So the more public interest we get, the more of a chance we have in getting something through parliament in these very tumultuous times. So there's actually a petition going around at the moment um, that was created in the states who's we support the petitions we're part of the members of it and that's kind of like a global thing i think there's like 50 different organizations who are supporting that petition at the moment so it's kind of been one of those things where we know individual petitions aren't going to work so we've like banded together and and pushing it out ourselves and it's a mix of everything like it's religious organizations non-religious organizations charities like Again, this isn't an issue that should be about us and them. I think everyone who has a moral compass should not want to have non-consensual or child, quote-unquote, pornography on Pornhub. It's a no-brainer, I hope.
Yes. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Kate, thank you, one, for all your incredible work on this, given that you also have a full-time job. You're a force of nature, and it's been a real pleasure chatting to you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy talking to you, even if it's a dark subject. It's been been great. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it's that thing of we have to we have to talk about it to get anything like changed on these kind of topics. So Hannah also did an interview with the CEO of the Internet Watch Foundation, which takes down child uh, sexual abuse images off the internet. And it's it's a hard listen, but if we don't talk about it and bring it out into the open and out into the light, it's never going to fucking change. No. And it will. It will fucking change. I love your positivity. It's, it has to. Like, 2020, I'm telling you, is the year when everything's going to get shaken up in terms of revenge porn and pornography and how that industry operates. Like, have a little bit of hope. It will happen. And I won't sleep until it does. I reached out to Pornhub for a right reply and was, eventually, given the following statement. A spokesperson said, Pornhub has a steadfast commitment to eradicating and fighting any and all illegal content on the internet, including non-consensual content and underage material. Any suggestion otherwise is categorically and factually inaccurate. Pornhub has actively worked to put in place state-of-the-art comprehensive safeguards across its platform to combat and remove all unauthorised content that breaches the platform's policies. This includes employing an extensive team of human moderators dedicated to manually reviewing every single upload. This allows us to take proactive action against illegal content. In addition, we have a robust system for flagging, reviewing and removing all illegal material and age verification tools. The platform utilises a variety of automated detection technologies such as CSAI Match, YouTube's proprietary technology for combating child sexual abuse imagery content online, photo DNA, Microsoft's technology that aids in finding and removing known images of child exploitation, and Vobil, a state-of-the-art fingerprinting software that scans any new uploads for potential matches to unauthorised materials to protect against any banned video being re-uploaded to the platform. Standard Issue for All Women